know, I kid periodically about having to follow these guys back here. But uh, I really, truly enjoy following these guys back here because it gives me a small chance to worship, even if it's just for a couple of pages. And uh, so don't ever doubt that you can't worship through music and song because I get to do that each and every Sunday. Our scripture this morning comes from the book of 1 Thessalonians. This is a letter from Paul to the church at Thessalonica. So here now, 1 Thessalonians 1, 1 through 10. Paul, Silvanus, and Timothy to the church of the Thessalonians in God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ grace to you and peace. We always give thanks to God for all of you and mention you in our prayers, constantly remembering before our God and Father your work of faith and labor of love and steadfastness of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. For we know, brothers and sisters, beloved by God, that he has chosen you because our message of the gospel came to you not in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit and with full conviction, just as you know what kind of persons we proved to be among you for your sake, and you became imitators of us and of the Lord. For in spite of persecution, you received the word with joy inspired by the Holy Spirit, so that you became an example to all the believers in Macedonia and in Achaia. For the word of the Lord has sounded forth from you, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but in every place your faith in God has become known, so that we have no need to speak about it. For the people of those regions report about us what kind of welcome we had among you, and how you turned to God from idols to serve a living and true God, and to wait for his Son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, Jesus, who rescues us from the wrath that is coming. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading and hearing of his word. Let us pray. Father God, as we hear this letter of encouragement to the church at Thessalonica, Lord, let us gathered here hear these words of encouragement to us gathered here in this place and online. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. You know, letters have gotten to be almost a thing of the past. But uh, if you're like me, there is nothing I treasure more than opening a mailbox and not finding bills, but finding a handwritten letter, especially from someone that I care about. And what a beautiful letter of love to the church at Thessalonica. You can hear the love just pouring out of Paul as he writes 
to the church. Paul's prayer for the church was a prayer of thanksgiving. He gave thanks every day, he said, for their faith, for their hope, and for their love. The character of the church, the very character of a Christian, are those three things. And those three things were very evident to Paul, to the church at Thessalonica. Their faith was evidence that they had turned away from their old life. They had received the good news of Jesus Christ with much affection and joy. And if you notice in the wording, Paul even talked about how the Thessalonians there went through sorrows and persecutions together, along with those joyful times. Because we all know that the Christian experience is both, don't we? The Thessalonians were examples to all believers in that region and to us. They were consistent, if you will, in their faith and in their living out of the evidence of Christ that was inside each of them and inside the church. By the purity of their conduct, by their unselfishness, if you will, and by their patience in suffering, they proved that there was something that was real and living in being a part of the Christian community. And what a beautiful message to live out in a world of darkness and in a world of unbelievers. Paul, as evident in his letter, was convinced that the Thessalonian people had been changed for good. Now, y'all know how much my heart beats for and with music. It's very much a part of who I am. And uh, I love the theater as well. And one of my favorite Broadway plays was the, is the play called Wicked which is a takeoff from The Wizard of Oz. And in that Broadway play, there is a song that is sung that is entitled, For Good. And I want to share with you the lyrics this morning to that song. I've heard it said that people come into our lives for a reason, bringing something we must learn. And we are led to those who help us most to grow if we let them. And we help them in return. Well, I don't know if I believe that that is true. But I know who I am today because I knew you. Like a comet pulled from orbit as it passes a sun, like a stream that meets a boulder halfway through the wood, 
Who can say if I've been changed for the better? But because I knew you, I have been changed for good. These words could well describe how our lives are affected when we meet Jesus Christ and when we live together with fellow believers. The scene from the play is between Glinda, the good witch of the north, and Elphaba, the wicked witch of the west. They are saying their goodbyes after almost a lifetime of growing up together. Now, these two, if you knew anything about their stories, they had their ins and outs, but there was a love between those two that was very unmistakable and very tangible. They both, through their differences, learned from each other, and they grew from that. As Christians, we take each other into our lives and into our hearts. We invite each other into those most important, precious times of our life, do we not? We're there for each other in times of loss, in times of concern, times of joy, times of celebration, and all of those things have helped to make us who we are in Christ Jesus. And I don't know about you, but I for one know that I have been changed for the better, for good. The personal encounter with Jesus that forever altered Paul's life touched every person, every relationship that he had from that encounter forward. The church at Thessalonica was influenced by Paul, by Sylvanus, by Timothy, and through the church, the areas surrounding the church were influenced as well. Today, the church, the body of Christ, the Christian community continues to live in the midst of a world that is in darkness. But we also continue to search for and to share the living God with all that we encounter. From the way that we respond to a stranger or how we react with the store clerk or the homeless or our own neighbors and family, just as we were touched by our relationship with Jesus Christ, so are all of those 
that we encounter each and every day. To live in community is not for us to all be alike. I don't know about you, but that sounds like an awful boring thing if the only people I knew were just like me. It is our differences, our diversities, that allow us to all grow and to learn from each other and to share in the work of the gospel. Dr. Michael Brown, president of Payne Theological Seminary, says it this way. The apostle reminds us indirectly that human beings can only experience the fullness of their humanity when they are in deep, trusting relationship with one another. And how so very true those words are. Paul's letter was written to the church to thank them and to encourage them to persevere in their Christian life. The gospel is grounded in faith and action. The gospel is found in our words and in our actions. Paul and his colleagues did not simply talk about the gospel of Jesus Christ, they lived it out in their life. And the new believers saw and imitated them. How profound is that when you think about it? Just like Paul influenced the church at Thessalonica, you and I influence our community because of who and what we know as followers of Jesus Christ. I don't know about you, but that's pretty humbling to me. In the body of Christ, everyone has a special job to do. We're all called to work until Christ comes again. And just being here four years now, I have been blessed to see how that lives out in those of you here at Red Ridge. We have a plethora of volunteers. I'm so glad I got to use my word. <laughs> We have a plethora of volunteers who love to work and to serve, not just all in one way, but in a variety of ways. A variety of ways. Whether it's brown bag, or mat ministry, or singing in the choir, or teaching a Sunday school class. Whether it's making angel dolls to distribute whether it's playing pickleball on the tennis courts, whether it's mentoring at the girls' ranch, whether it's volunteering in the nursing home or the jail or a Dellum house in Prattville. 
And I know that there are many that I have left out. We could be here all day. But each of us are called to a labor of love. And I guarantee you, if you were to engage in conversation with any of the volunteers of any of those ministries, it would not take you long to feel the love and the passion that they have for those ministries because of their relationship with Jesus Christ. So I want to encourage you to get involved if you're not. To involve yourself in some labor of love. And if there's something that we don't already offer, create it. We didn't have pickleball or mat ministry when I came here four years ago. And I'd love to take credit for that, but I had nothing to do with that. That came out of the love that you have for ministry and for people. The church in Thessalonica was an energetic church. It was a loving church. It was an evangelistic church, if you will. And all of that came out of their relationship with Jesus Christ and with each other. I think Red Ridge is that same kind of church. A church that is loving, that is servant-oriented. It's a church that is known in the community as a church who cares. A church where people can truly say that they have been changed for good by the faithfulness of Jesus Christ seen in and through our members. And we all know that the one who has called us to this place is faithful to us. He holds us secure in his love. And my prayer for us is that we will continue to live into that and to continue touching that world that is around us outside of these walls. Let us pray. Father God, thank you so very much for just being who you are and loving us the way that you do. Father, continue to encourage us, to comfort us, to lead us, to guide us in the way that you would have us to go. We lift this prayer to you. In the precious name of Jesus, amen. Hopefully this morning, God has touched your heart, and maybe he has spoken a truth to you this morning. Maybe a truth that you've been denying. Maybe he has confirmed a truth in you that you need to respond to. 
Maybe today is the day that you say yes to a relationship with Jesus Christ. Maybe you have a prayer that you need to bring to the altar and lift to your Heavenly Father. Or if you're watching online this morning, perhaps this is a time for you to bow your heads and to join in prayer. Maybe it's the time for you to finally join us here at Red Ridge by moving a membership. Maybe you've been visiting with us a while and you just haven't found that opportunity. Maybe you've been looking for that perfect church. And, and I'll be the first to tell you, Red Ridge is not a perfect church. But you know what? We are the right church. We are the right church simply because we love God and we love to serve his people. And we want you to be a part of that. So I want to invite you this morning, if the Holy Spirit moves you, to come to the altar, to bring yourself and your concerns. I would love to talk with you. I would love to pray with you. And if you would like me to pray with you, I'll meet you over here at this left-hand rail, and I'll meet you there and pray with you. So as we stand to sing together our last hymn, let the Spirit move you this morning. God bless you.